Hi, and a warmly welcome to season five of Fail and Grow. This is a podcast show with me, Vilma, and one of the co-founders to VLOXQ CPQ. It's a new, uh, new edition of CPQ. You can connect it to all your system in your complete ecosystem. So Fail and Grow is a podcast show niched on operational excellence. So everything that smoothens your sales and operations and increases your revenue and of course, profit and margins. And today I am thrilled to say that I have, I'm not sure that she is aware of how much I admire her. She's a true uh, inspirational person, uh, especially for female leaders. She's the managing director of SuperOffice. I would say the North European uh, only choice if you compare it to Salesforce and looking for a CRM. So today I am honored to say that I have Camilla Heinrich Bowman with me and she's going to share her expertise about leadership. But before that, Camilla, could you talk a little bit about yourself and of course the company you're representing? Of course, I have to add that I'm the managing director of SuperOffice Norway. Uh, not the entire SuperOffice uh, oh, organization. I meant to say Norway, but, uh, but well. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but that's fine. Um, I've been with, with SuperOffice for, uh, for uh, quite uh, some years. I've started as um, the service uh, director and then I got this job 10 years back. So that's oh. long in, in this day and age. Mm. So I've been part of a, of a journey towards the cloud. So we've gone from being a traditional on-prem CRM uh, vendor to a pure cloud vendor. And that's been a very interesting journey. Uh, me, myself, I am uh, I have uh, two daughters and I, uh, I'm i a singer in the band when I can find the band. Wow. Um, I like to dive, I like gardening, I like food, I like being with my friends. And... Uh, I uh, like to work and I, uh, I love the energy that I get from uh, being in a company with the right culture. Mm. So that's why I've stayed here for so long. And that's also part of what I'm going to talk about today. Yes. The, the culture and how it influences uh, who we are and how we feel in the workplace. Mm. Wonderful. And actually, the first time I had the pleasure to visit SuperOffice uh, headquarters, in, in Oslo, in Norway. I was uh, amazed about how many years uh, an average employee had stayed. And it was like, it was so natural. It was like, of course we stay because we love it here. So I'm very curious about what we're gonna dig deeper about later on today. But first of all, I'm gonna ask you, what is your favorite after work drink? Oh, my favorite after work drink has to be a really good gin tonic mm. with uh, with a good gin and uh, some uh, botanicals and uh, different tonics mm. and lots of ice. You never go wrong with a gin tonic, right? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too sweet. You can drink a lot of them. <laughs> right. right. Well, they always work. They hit the spot. <laughs> Excellent. And um, I always ask my guests what their favorite and maybe funniest work-related fuck-up is. What do you want to share with us today, Camilla? Oh, well, um, I was thinking uh, back to when I started in, in SuperOffice because uh, I was then uh, being part of uh, the, the salespeople took me to, uh, to meetings with the, the most important customers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hadn't quite done my research because uh, this is a play on Norwegian and English because I thought I was going to a company called Firestore. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought they were into things to protect yourself from 
uh, burning up. Mm. Um, but the thing was that in Norwegian, Firestore is spelled the same way as Fire Store, which means the, the four large ones. Mm. And this was a newspaper conglomerate with the four biggest newspapers in Norway. <laughs> so when I come out there and I start saying fire store instead of fire store mm. uh, and ask uh, questions regarding fire, <laughs> I quickly learned that it's important to do your research before <laughs> going to customer meetings. So that was the first and last for me. <laughs> well, that's a that's an easy fuck up to do, and I'm sure every one of us have done something similar at least. <laughs> but uh, probably, yeah. probably. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing. And uh, moving on to uh, today's topic, I wasn't really sure how to name it, but like this is how you lead through others and the passion mm. you have about it. So um, uh, typically I ask why this is important. It feels like a, 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 even, even for me, a very stupid question. I always said a lot of uh, stupid questions I feel, but um, how did you discover that lead through others, not leadership, for example, is is that important? Uh, I think it's um, it's important because it works. Uh, it's uh, it, it sort of has to do with I don't know if you're familiar with the phrase from Peter Drucker. One I'm a I, I'm a big fan of his, um, although he's no longer with us. But he was a very wise man, and he said, uh, amongst other things, that uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Mm. And why does he say that? He says that because strategy is very often made in the ivory towers by the uh, management or the, the C-suite. Mm. Uh, and then uh, we expect the organization to sort of do what's, uh, what's been decided. Mm. But unless you create a culture and you instill a common set of values and uh, best practice and playbooks and all the operational parts, a strategy is nothing worth is, is worth nothing because it's the culture what's in sort of our backbones that tells us what to do mm. so that's why i think leading through others is so important because uh, that's when you will have the culture as part of each and every employee's dna and they will know what to do even though you're maybe not part of decisions mm. so it, it sort of makes sure that who you are as a company, what, how you want to treat your customers, how you want to be perceived is something that's owned by everyone and not just the, the top management. Mm. So, um, yeah. Where would you say uh, one in general goes wrong when you try to lead through others? I would say that um, um, there, there's sort of like a, a, a smart rule, a small rule that you can, that in, in Norwegian, it's rak, R-A-H-K. In English, it's R-B-A-C, R-B-A-C. Uh, and in order to get to a culture, you have to start with something as extremely boring as routines. Everyone needs to know how to do stuff. And I think this is where a lot of companies go wrong because they don't think about operationalizing their uh, goals or uh, ambitions. So it, it has to start with routines that you teach everyone that they know what to do. And if you do the same or if you do the right things over and over, it becomes behavior. So that's the B. The first is the R, routines, and the second is the B. Yeah. And then you will get the behavior, a behavior that's repeated over time becomes an attitude, becomes something that's part, that's more intuitive. It's part of sort of your backbone. It's, it's part of you knowing what's the right thing to do. 
so if a customer asks this, are standing on this, is that. And when you have an attitude in the right amount of people, you get the culture. So it goes from something as mundane as routines, you get behavior, attitudes, and then culture. So I think where many companies go wrong is that they don't start with the, with the nitty gritty details. They don't start with the routines and they don't make sure that the routines are acted upon and that you get behavior. And that's also part of what we sort of do in, in SuperOffice. We, we, um, we deliver uh, customer relationship management solutions. So sort of uh, it's, it's where the routines live. It's where you can sort of measure if people do the right things and to the right extent and, uh, and everything. So, uh, so it's, it's also part of, of what we sort of uh, live by. You live as you learn. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. What to talk. Okay, very interesting. And uh, from the perspective, uh, hiring new people, uh, mm -hmm. teaching them, the, in your case, the super office routine, how can you apply that on both, I mean, more senior employees, uh, and maybe, uh, I assume, you should never assume, but I, I assume now, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I, I assume it's easier on more junior people, but how would you say the approach for both junior and senior people are for you guys or from your point yeah. of view and leadership? That, that's a good question because I actually think it's obviously when you when you've been around you you sort of uh, you found your own ways but my experience is that the best senior people are the one that's open to improvements they are the ones that's sort of never that they're always eager to to improve so in my opinion if you hire the right people and they understand but this is this is what's important people need to understand why they do things you can't just tell them and you have to do all these things. You have to follow these routines. They have to understand why they do why they do them, and they have to see the value. So, so that's where the leader, the leadership part comes in. Because if you're not able to convey that to people, then they won't care. They won't do it. But if you're able to say, if we do it like this, we will be able to improve through this insight and through knowing this and through having uh, this sort of uh, history. Um, then, then people will follow it. So if they see the benefit, they will do it. And then it really doesn't matter whether you're early in career or a really seasoned veteran. Definitely. And what about um, changing the routines or uh, oh. the habits or how, how yeah. often should you do that and look into- As often things? as is necessary. I mean, kill your darlings, no sacred cows. And uh, the best way for, for a manager to sort of lead by example there is to kill your own ideas. If someone has a better idea, great, let's try that. Mm. Uh, and, and don't be, I mean, to me, it's, it's important. All the people I like, uh, both in business and uh, on my on the personal level, they don't take themselves too seriously. Mm. I think for me, that's sort of uh, a key characteristics that uh, that's on the top of the food chain for me. Mm. Don't take yourself too seriously. And that goes also with, with your ideas being changed. If you're being challenged, great. Someone uh, has passion and, and thinks we can do something better. And then you, of course, will have to evaluate and then we'll, and sometimes it's good ideas that you should try mm. and sometimes it, it isn't. And both, both things needs to be okay, mm. but it needs to be delivered again with people understanding why or why not. Mm. And maybe this is an 
off-topic question, but uh, since I'm the moderator here, I can take it whatever question I want. Yay! <laughs> uh, so uh, when interviewing a person or I mean an existence colleague, you want to know if this person's take herself uh, too seriously or not. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any advices on what questions to ask or how to um, do this within a person? Yeah, that's that's a good question, and, and that's um, that's difficult because several things are difficult about recruiting. Uh, it's difficult because some put so much effort into doing good interviews, doing a good business case presentation as part of the process, that what you get when you hire them is something else entirely because they don't put the same sort of efforts into delivering uh, delivering well. So. It has to do, of course, with talking about ref talking to references and really asking maybe a few questions. That's that the regular sheet, but uh, uh, ask for um, did they surprise you sometimes? Uh, the most positive thing that they wouldn't know about themselves, the most negative. Um, ask for examples on how they don't take themselves seriously. See if they have any, uh, and you also get the sense in the interview whether. Because in, in the super office, we have a very, uh, it's professional, but it's, uh, we, we joke and you have to be able to joke about yourself if you want to laugh uh, at uh, yourself you, or if you want to laugh at other, with other people, mm. you have to be able to laugh at yourself or allow them to laugh at you as well. Mm. Um, so, so we also get the sense in the interviews, mm. but you, ha you have to drill and you have to sort of put them to the test a little. Mm. Give them a few comments and see how they roll with it. Right. Never mean, mm. always jokingly. Mm. Yeah. Jokingly, I love that. Um, yeah. It seems like we have uh, two angles here. The one is the the personal, uh, I mean, characteristics, and then of course we have the leadership. So if we focus, uh, obviously, about leadership, since that is the topic of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. How can we, by a leadership, encourage? those right behaviors. We have the routines, we, uh, yep. we uh, look at them, we analyze them, we kill our darlings, and then we mm -hmm. go into the behaviors. Uh, are they all set by the routines or how can we also work with the behaviors? Um, yeah, you, you um, again, back to Peter Drikker, he did a, a fascinating study many years ago where he, he wanted to find out what creates high performers over time. Mm. And he found that there are five factors that you, me, everyone needs in order to be high performers under a, under a leader, unless you lead yourself, as, uh, which is probably even more difficult as you do. Uh, <laughs> I don't so, know about that, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you at least need to be to, uh, to have, have self-discipline mm, to, to an even greater extent. <laughs> but uh, what, what Peter Dricke found was that uh, if you want your people to succeed, you have to tell them what you expect from them. Mm. That's, that's number one. You have to give them the opportunity to, to deliver. So you have to train them. You have to give them the tools. You have to trust them. Uh, you have to give them clear mandates, all that, uh, which is definitely part of a manager's job. Uh, you, have to, you have to let them know underway how they're doing uh, so that they can correct their course. Uh, you have to help them when and if they need it. Uh, and you have to rate and reward their efforts fairly. If we, 
all all people, all humans. This was across industries. It was across cultures, mm -hmm. across uh, countries. Mm -hmm. If these five factors are in place, mm -hmm. the probability of you being a high performer over time is extremely much higher. So then the question was for for uh, for us: How can we put this into a system mm -hmm. where my management style and my colleague Henning's management style sort of is evened out because we do these five things? Mm -hmm. So we put that into a system that we that again is is built on Peter Drikke. That's called mm -hmm. performance interviews. Okay. So that means. At the beginning of a year, we as a company, we ask for input from all our employees. Uh, these are our main goals. It could be to increase sales, reduce churn. It could be quite high level. Mm. Then we do uh, a group exercise where everyone thinks, so what can I or a colleague or a team or someone do mm. to make us better within these areas? Mm. And we have a big uh, idea generation. Uh, we gather all the thoughts uh, always the one documenting for him and then we as a management group we prioritize so obviously we have to make sure that this is in line with what the board and the the group uh, management wants mm. and then we do this exercise for Norway because the markets may differ a little mm. then we end up with a bank we end up with a bank of ideas and uh, improvement suggestions mm. and individuals are allowed to choose between one and three for each quarter. Mm. And we, we, uh, we coach on them and they get pay, paid on them. Right. Um, and that's how you can get a team of, in this uh, instance, mm. we're uh, of, of 30 salespeople to go to march in tune and to all pull us in the direction of the overlaying uh, goal mm. uh, and deliver something that's more than their uh, job description. So it develops them, it develops the company, and it's, it's sort of making sure that we use not just uh, everyone's uh, hands and legs, but their brains as well. Mm. Yeah, that's a great combination, hands and legs and brains. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounds like so, a bit similar, they, like OKR, OKRs, or is yeah, it? Yeah, quite. Yeah, okay. It, it's mm. quite. It's, it's called MBOs, mm. Management by Objectives. Okay. So it's it's sort of, and there has been a discussion in the in the management uh, theory or uh, whether um, uh, how, how much you should sort of steer your uh, your employees how how uh, freely should they work well right. in my opinion they should know where we want to go mm. and then we should use their creativity and uh, drive to to sort of deliver on that so mm. as long as we make sure we go in the same direction mm. It's up to so so one one can come and say I don't like our presentations I, I think our sales presentation needs to be improved mm. I have some ideas great mm. make a make a new suggestion and uh, have that as an MBO for Q1 or Q2. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you how do you balance the cre creativity with the routines, but I might already got the answer to that. Or is could you give me more examples or yeah, your it's um, on this? everyone un, until we have decided on a new way to do things mm. everyone has to sort of i mean we are in the crm business you have to you have to log your activities mm. you have to uh, make sure you follow up on sales you have to use the sales process mm. you have to uh, do the forecasting according to uh, the overall rules otherwise i as a leader of norway can't read the numbers and i can't give them to groups so that mm. they can accumulate them so there are some rules mm. that's sort of non-negotiable mm. 
good friend of mine is in uh, HR and she said, you never coach on demands. I mean, demands are demands. Right. They, they're not up for discussion. So until we change that, because we find better ways, mm. they are sort of there. But then you can, you, you can, uh, you can make sure that people direct their energy and their uh, enthusiasm towards things that that's important to them. Mm. But it has to be uh, for the MBOs that we have, it has to be in addition to your day job. Mm, right. So it has to be something that you can fit in between that doesn't, uh, that doesn't make you not hit your target because I have too many MBOs. Mm. Then it doesn't work. Mm. So you have to balance that. Mm. Uh, and maybe then uh, if it takes too much of your time mm. or if it's too big, then you can come and you can say, I need to adjust this down. It was too ambitious. Mm. But it's always the employee who owns the MBO and they have to, because also because they get paid on it, mm. they have to come and say in the middle of a quarter, because they get one at the beginning of the quarter, then we have a status, uh, we do uh, midway and then we see at the end. So it's mm. every six weeks. Okay. Um, so if they see that, oh, this, this was too ambitious, they can come and say, I, I suggest that I replace it with this. Mm. And then the manager can say, well, that's also possible. Mm. So let's do that. Or no, we that's not needed for super profit. So we'll pick something else okay. from the bank. Mm. Yeah. So it's both uh, quite strict uh, and also, but but then trying to encourage the creativity and the personal driving force by combining those MBOs with the demands. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and there are some some sort of criteria for an MBO. Mm. It has to be something more than your job. That was one. Mm. It has to be of value to you. It has to be of value to us, Mr. Mm. Profis. It has to be quanti uh, quantifiable. Is it done or not done? Right. We also have a cloud solution or a cloud system for this, where we add them so that mm. we have a status and it, it's all documented in one place. Is it within SuperOffice commercial time no, or something it's else? <laughs> it's something else. Oh. It's something called Motivate, which is uh, something that we also use for um, appraisal reviews. You know, okay. the ones that the ones that you have once or twice a year, mm. the big ones. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's all in the same solution. Right. Yeah. Okay, I know that you are very passionate about uh, leadership, apparently, and leading through others. Um, I mean, if I would to give you five minutes to talk just freely about this topic, uh, is there something that pops out your mind that you feel is very important that that you want to share? Um, yeah, that you want to share. Well, I can I can share uh, what I think is. Um... The ultimate challenge when it comes to leading uh, others and that's finding the balance between um, not spoon feeding on one side and not having sort of uh, do anything you want on the other side so what's the what's the right of right amount of sort of uh, giving input pushing uh, do this do this versus uh, trusting people i think that's uh, that's, uh, I, I'm in a network and uh, I, I raised this uh, the last time because, you know, you, you uh, as a manager, you see this is an area of improvement. We need to do something. Then you start doing something and you measure and you, you sort of, you're really tight on it and it gets better. And then you think this is now completely working. I can stop worrying about this. And then you do that. And then one year down the line, you're back to, to square one. No one does it or the, I mean, it's just as bad as before you started. Mm. So, so that doesn't work. It also doesn't work to keep nagging 
to keep sort of uh, people only remember because you because you nag them. Mm. That doesn't work either. Mm. So when when I raised this this problem in in this uh, leader uh, network, mm. it, it was something that a lot struggle with mm. in sales, in especially in sales maybe because. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm in sales. The tasks are too boring, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, there are so many things that you know that you should do, but mm. it's oh, do I really? And then it's, it gets difficult to be uh, to have enough self discipline, maybe. Mm. So, um, but um, and also there's this perception that really good salespeople are like artists. They can just and maybe you have maybe ten percent of your people is that way mm. that they can they can be allowed. Because they they somehow always succeed and go above their quotas, mm. and you'll lose them if you hammer them with the routines and and everything. Because the routines are there for them to succeed. So if they succeed, do they really need it? I mean, it's it's always this. Uh, mm. So this if you question. have to choose, do they need them or do they succeed without them? If Million I, if dollar I have question. To, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say for uh, for eighty percent of the people, they need them. Mm. And then you have 10, 20% of your salespeople that are eagles or stars or whatever you want mm. to call them. And, and they, might, uh, they might not need them. Mm. And you have, to, you have to know the difference because uh, some artists or eagles, you can't, uh, you can't uh, push too hard. Mm. Others, you have to push because uh, they won't succeed unless they have the activity level. Mm. They won't have the activity level unless you push and so forth. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And that, that is the... I, I think that is by far the hardest uh, question within leadership. Yeah. Where is yeah. the balance? How long, uh, from, from my point of view, I, I, I guess it <laughs> tells too much about me, but how long should your patience be? How many mm. ways should you try to put it in? And, and I'm sure that everyone, experts within leadership out there now know how poor I am within leadership and how much I still have to learn. <laughs> so yes, that is true. I'm, uh, I'm trying to learn. And I feel it's very, very tricky to find that yeah. balance. And if you try to help too much, then you sort of pacify people. Right. Um, and if you you help too little, then they won't succeed because they don't know how. Mm. So yeah, it's that's the. I I think maybe the the the, the solution is to to uh, have if if you're the gas pedal, have someone be your brake. If you're the brake, have someone be your gas pedal. In especially in a in a management team, mm. uh, sort of be open to. Uh, Camilla, I think I think maybe you should step back a little now. Uh, okay. I've never heard that. Uh, never. No. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no, never, never. No, but uh, but um, uh, be open to to input and and also tell your people that uh, I I'm help me guys. How how can we do this without me being uh, this nagging figure or uh, or or on the other hand, what do you need? Tell tell us what you need so that we can help you succeed. Mm. What do we need to produce or to to give you? Communicate, always. Yeah, everything always yeah. comes back to communicating. Yeah. If you were to compare, uh, lead through others and have a middle step of leaders in between, or leading employees, uh, what would you say, from your point of view, is the biggest difference? Um, I I would say that. Um, uh, the biggest the biggest difference just so i understand the question the biggest difference between leading through others or or directly lead a bunch of employees and directly reporting to you 
I, I think um, I, I do both. I, of, of course, the, the management in Norway, they report to me. Mm. I also have, uh, have some other mm. uh, roles. Whereas the rest of the organization, they have managers in between, mm. one or two. Or, right. um, I think it's the same principles across. So, so if, you're, if you're leading leaders, mm. you have to teach them what I'm talking about now. You have to, you have to then get consensus that the five factors, mm. uh, that the way uh, you lead is important for them to lead. So you have maybe have to train them more on that, mm. on, on how to how to challenge, how to how to find the the perfect balance. Whereas you yourself probably lead more experienced and uh, people who have more of an opinion when it comes to leader, leadership or management because they're mm. leaders themselves. Mm. So they will then maybe challenge you more. So. For me, in the in the management group in Norway, mm. I feel that we are four completely uh, uh, people on the same level. Mm. I don't feel above them. Mm. I include them in many uh, in many uh, decisions. I'm very consensus oriented. It's not that I'm afraid to be uh, direct or or tough or make decisions, but I think often that decisions are best mm. if they are uh, if they're sort of. Um, supported by more people mm. if if you have more uh, especially big decisions if you have more points of view than your own mm. yeah and i trust them i trust them uh, with my life so uh, well. which is also why i mean i'm the rookie in the management group i've been here for 17 years i'm the rookie <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy the three yeah the three other guys and two of them is is uh, younger than me mm. and they've been here all their uh, work life wow Mm. So yeah. So um, would you tell us a little about about the secret of the super office culture? Um, yeah. What is it in the water that um, it's um, it has to do with uh, with um, I think we have to go back to our founder. I mean, Una Amundsen was uh, a guy who he was a true original, and he um, uh, he did not take himself uh, seriously and he was full of uh, jokes and uh, games and and also very very tough he was i i met him in the more mellow years uh, okay uh, people who worked with him with him in the early years mm -hmm. so that was maybe not the same experience that i had um but uh, but it has to do with uh, with uh, being able to laugh to to uh, be a prankster to uh, <laughs> I mean, I've I've done a lot. <laughs> I've done a lot in in this company. One uh, one weekend, I uh, I hid a couple of uh, wonder bombs. You know the, yeah. the trees that you hang in, yeah. The cars, yeah. <laughs> I, I taped them under the sales director's desk <laughs> before I went home for for the weekend, <laughs> and I closed the door to his office. And we, when he came on Monday, one of the salespeople was uh, was uh, using his office for for a phone meeting, and he came out and he said, "Jesus, I really have to tell Marie to choose another perfume." <laughs> but that scent was in it was in the uh, in the offices, and I remember uh, Gisli coming in and just smelling and saying, "I don't understand why it smells gingerbread here." Well, me neither, but. Um, <laughs> Sort of having fun mm. and and sort of um, just uh, doing some practical jokes and, and being uh, creating some some life and laughter. Uh, mm. That's that's been part of the of the culture. And then it's of course we 
we're really passionate about uh, our solution or our product. Uh, I mean, I my entire private life is in SuperOffice. I, I wouldn't survive a day without the SuperOffice. <laughs> I, I have to look at it in the weekends on my cell phone. What am I supposed to do this weekend? So it's, it's a combination of being proud of, of uh, what we deliver mm. and uh, being fortunate enough to to have people here that you would uh, that you would have as friends. Mm. That you would uh, and that you respect. That that's really that professionally is really you look up to them. Mm. So um, it feels very uh, true and honest, uh, authentic. Maybe is the word I'm yeah. searching for. We we often have uh, have uh, customers who come in and say that it's a special feeling when you come to. And obviously we have uh, we have we're lucky enough to to uh, rent wonderful uh, yes <laughs> uh, loca- a wonderful location. And uh, uh, that's uh, Una Amundsen's family who owns the, mm-hmm. the building that we're in here. And it's uh, yeah, it's something special to come here to work uh, every day mm-hmm. next to the Norwegian castle. I know that the house is beautiful, but. Um... Mm. I would say that this, it's the culture that you feel the warmth inside it that is the yeah. thing. The, the other thing is more like, wow, this was, I mean, almost a bit bragging if you would say something a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but it, it would, uh, when I'm getting to know you guys at Superoffice, it's more like, I love that you have this house. You, you're yeah, well deserved of it. Cool. So oh, that's cool. That's nice. Nice to hear. That's why you're on the podcast show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately that you said yes. Um, but uh, I guess, uh, or I just, I'm sure that there's something important that I forgot to ask about leading through others. Is there something that you want to wrap up it up with? No, I think um, <clears throat> to uh, create as a, as a leader, to sort of create a structure, a system, what this means to you how will you how will you execute on it um that's important uh it could be the mbos and the performance interviews every six weeks it could be something else um uh, to be aware that unless you're able to create enthusiasm i mean that's isn't that the secret sauce in uh, in good in cultures <laughs> i mean it's yeah and life unless you're able to get people to sort of be enthusiastic and to get on board and to believe in in where you you say you're going it's it's very difficult i i sometimes say that uh, leadership is uh, is the battle of the hearts you have to it's not just heads you have to sort of uh, get people to to want to fight with you to want to go to war because they know that you will have their back um so so it's it's not just systems and and the hard stuff it's it's also about being seeing people maybe trying to help them to become a, the, the best version of themselves and for them to trust you uh trust you to have their best interest at heart to not screw them over to not forget them to to uh, challenge them sometimes it's, it's not even comfortable you know mm-hmm. to to have a leader that challenges you but I think that's uh, that's ultimately what creates a good team. Mm. Yeah. Good last words. Very good. Thank you so much. Good. Thank you, Vilma. And you have uh, said his name a lot of times, but um, who do you get most inspired by in this topic? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if yeah. I'm going to answer, answer Peter Drucker here. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. How did you? It's, I mean, it's, sorry, you go. Yeah. No, it's first of all. I'm. I have a master in uh, econo- in uh, business and economics. Mm-hmm. 
and he was part of the curriculum there mm. um but it's when i started working and i see what he said like almost 100 years ago that uh, running a business is is all about uh, catching and keeping customers it's very close to what we say today <laughs> in, in super office mm. um he spotted that a massive amount of managers uh, have retired on the job so mm. so the 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 eagerness to always improve mm. to to uh, i mean uh, and obviously the culture and strategy uh, saying um and and the mbos and performance interviews i i find a lot that's still extremely relevant if you adapt it to this time and age mm. definitely i agree mm. Okay, uh, typically now uh, we would call, call someone, I said it with bunny ears around it, <laughs> and ask uh, a random business related question. But uh, today I get the, the fortune to, to say it. So uh, I was wondering a female to another, and I hate that it being a female to another question, but yet today it is, so here you go. So what would you advise maybe your daughters or uh, everyone else as a female working and trying to make a career, balance it with life, uh, if you get the possibility to give uh, a couple of advices out there, yeah. what would you say? I would say uh don't be afraid to uh, fake it till you make it uh that was sort of i i said that to myself when i started uh, started working i don't know and because i've been in in it and telecom my mm. entire life mm. uh, <laughs> and in my first uh, job i called the it department and i said that i had a problem with my uh with my PC, that was before the the portable uh, computers, mm -hmm. uh, right. so it was like a big stationary one. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, "Okay, bring it down to the IT room." And uh, then when I got there, he asked why I had brought the the, the screen because I didn't know what was the computer, <laughs> what was the screen. So I mean, there was a lot to learn yeah. when I started in uh, in that industry. But um, I, I think. Uh, for some reason, you see it when you recruit, when you have sort of absolute demands on the on the skill uh, skill set list, mm. that men they feel they will they tick the boxes if they tick two out of four. Mm. Women, if they tick three out of four, feel they don't. Mm. So it's it's sort of uh, be brave, uh, try it out. What's the worst that can happen? Okay, mm. so it didn't so it didn't work out, but then you're an experienced wiser. Um, I was asked to become the managing director of Super Office Norway the year that I got a divorce from uh, my ex-husband mm. and I was alone half of the time with two small children, mm. three and five. Mm. Uh, and I was wondering, uh, can I do this? Uh, I, I can't see how, uh, how it will all fit together. But uh, then uh, Una and Gisle, they, uh, they, the CEO of Super Office Day, Gisle, uh, they said, we'll help you. Uh, of course, they wouldn't help me day to day, but mm. it helped just for them to say that. So mm. if you're uh, if you're someone giving advice to young women or to women who wants to try or, and be brave, mm. back them and, and uh, tell them to try, tell them to do it. Mm. And to the, to the young or uh, whoever wants to sort of um, be more or, or live their dreams, try do it. it very often goes well yeah and you if you haven't uh, if you haven't tried it you don't know if you would have succeeded either no 
No, so so that's uh, be bolder, be uh, braver, uh, fake it till you make it. <laughs> Great, uh, yeah, I agree. Thank you, thank you so much. So uh, the last uh, maybe tricky question, if it is a tricky question, is what are your main challenges in your business uh, right now? I think it's uh, it's uh, what I mentioned. Uh, earlier it's it's uh, obviously about finding the the balance on on how to get your people to be self self going uh, uh, with the right sort of level of uh, quality and uh, <laughs> quantity um, that's one one side of it and it's also recruiting is uh, that has changed a lot uh, how do you how do you get the right talent and uh, and how how can you how can we make sure that we are enough for the new generation because they demand other things sustainability focus uh, so it's um, it's sort of uh, yeah it's it has to do with uh, keeping up i think and adapting and adapting always adapting yeah yeah, and while obviously we being uh, on the growth journey, mm. uh, we we have to do these things while increasing speed, <laughs> while uh, <laughs> while growing more than the market. Mm. Uh, so so that's also obviously a challenge, although mm. a very exciting one. Mm. Yes, I I only yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I agree yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's all of these things that's the, the challenge I think. Mm. If uh, someone wants to get in contact with you, is it LinkedIn or some other channel that you prefer? LinkedIn is perfect. I'm there. Been there for a long time. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, who else would you like me to invite to this podcast show who are um, interested within Opakes? Uh, preferably someone in your network that you might think that I don't know yet. Uh, someone you maybe want to listen to yourself. Mm. That's interesting. I think uh, Morten Kjærgård is a Danish guy who uh, is a management uh, consultant and partner uh, in uh, a company called, I'll find the name in a second. He's very good at uh, change management. He's very good at uh, taking strategy into making it into... uh, uh, executable mm. um, and he's uh, been working with some exciting companies interesting maybe maybe him yeah i would love yeah. to have morten on the podcast show yeah so uh, morten which company did he work for agera norge that's ah. the name of the company he used to be in implement then he used to be in uh, green day consulting i can't quite remember the name mm. now he's in agera okay Oh, that yeah. would be great. I would love to mm. if you connected us. That would be yeah. very helpful. We'll yeah, will do. Okay, uh, this was even better than I hoped for. And I also feel so much more energized uh, uh, than before the, the recording. So thank you for that too. Uh, and we're going to wrap this up with your absolute favorite after work song. You have that uh, perfect gin and tonic with the right gin. Uh, and this song comes out and you're like, yay, this was a super great week. Yes, that well, the song that uh, starts playing then and that will get my uh, high vocals on it mm-hmm. is Don't Stop Me Now with Queen. Ah, that's a great song. Well, thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, that's a great party song. Yeah, it is. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Take care and uh, say hi to Super Office from me as well. 
Will do. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Good time, I'm having a ball. 